Welcome everyone to the Heart and Soul Movement podcast. Uh, I'm your host along with the co-host Annalise Cooper. Um, So I'm Renee McDonald and um, welcome. Welcome to this first episode. We will be talking about a lot of different things today and I hope you'll be able to get to know me and Annalise um, and uh, just a little bit about ourselves, a little bit of a background and even what is Heart and Soul Movement and what are some of our plans coming up. Um, We'll probably be talking more about the plans in the coming podcast episodes, but we can already tell you we have our first guest um, ready to go, and that's probably going to be next week or the week after that that uh, podcast episode gets uploaded, and we'll be talking to them next week, crossing our fingers. Um, So long as there's a few people, um, we've got to um, tee up our diaries, but that's probably going to be happening next week. Um, so, um, So welcome, everyone, and thanks for listening. Um, We really do appreciate your time because everybody's time is busy and we hope that this starts new conversations around, particularly around where humanity is at, where, um, you know, heart and soul meets, um, you know, just general uh, day-to-day life and also um, looking after our body, mind, heart and soul. That's what this podcast is all about. Um, I'm going to throw over to you, Annalise, um, and if you can just introduce yourself to everyone, um, just give a little bit of a background, um, that would be helpful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, my name's Annalise. Um, I am a therapist. Um, I have over 32 years experience in the performing arts industry as well. Um lots of different aspects to me um and um I'm a mum which I think is is important because I think it makes us you know part of who we are and um I'm excited to be part of you know heart and soul movement and um I think it's important for um women men therapists um you know just people to to check in and and be aware of these things. I think that's important. Mm. Thank you. Um, so I've got so many questions that I've got for you, and I'm sure you've got a few questions for me. So um, today is almost like getting to know us, and, and I'm interviewing Annalise, and she's going to interview me um, just so that you guys can get a handle of almost like where both of us might be coming from, but also so that you can um, gauge it from another person's perspective. So um uh, Annalise and I go way back and Annalise uh, is my PA who works alongside me and she has many skills herself um, and so most of you might know that I'm also a therapist and a coach in the field and a trainer and um, in many years ago before the pandemic I used to run regular retreats and workshops with Heart and Soul Movement. It's just main, mainly the pandemic that actually stopped me from doing that. I was actually booked on a retreat to do Samoa um, just before the pandemic, but there was a measles outbreak in Samoa, so that actually stopped me from uh, running that retreat. I'd already got bookings, which was amazing, but um, I believe we're coming back in a different way through this podcast and then, um, you know, offering other things. So um, but just over to you, Annalise, I'm wondering if you can, um, if I can ask you a few things. Firstly mm. is um, what has your experience been of um just a therapy business and um you know uh, just in general uh how you've transitioned from being the just the dance teacher to now 
this expanded world of um, therapy and coaching and other things um, in this field. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So just the dance teacher was also in the therapy world um, without realizing that she was. And um, I guess that's where it stemmed from something I've always been interested in. Um, in the therapy world, I think the the experience of me is the diversity of, you know, what's going on for people. Um, it's very true not to judge a book by its cover and just the deepness of, you know, what people are feeling, how different it is, but then also um, how similar it is as well, right? Um, mm. People go through, they feel things the same um they have similar reactions um so it's almost same same but different and that's a I think a big thing for me the more yeah I think the more clients that I see and and see what's happening there's a definitely the similarities but there's also you know that big diversity of you know people are going through some big things right now mm, definitely definitely yeah dance world I used to see it um mainly with my students um and I think over the years I've taught thousands of kids um and that was a little bit more similar right mm -hmm. with kids you know, sort of things at different stages mm -hmm. things are chopping up right now kids are going through that we we weren't aware of even as adults um so I think that's a really big thing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so I guess um it sounds like your dance teaching has informed you even in practice now um and it's also fascinating um and I found it amazing and it's you know probably divinely connected for you to kind of come work alongside me because initially you did your internship with me and and moved into working alongside me and I'm just fascinated with the, when you heard that I used to be a dance teacher as well. I mean, like, I'm just fascinated what you thought of that and mm. um, how that kind of changed your perspective of therapists. Mm, okay. Well, I think <clears throat> the first phone call from you was mind-blowing because I thought, wow, you know. Um, then to be accepted for placement, which was incredible. Um but then when I, the more I found out about you, I think the universe just has a unique way of putting people together. And yeah. I think definitely what happened here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah, sort of bounce off your energy and your thoughts and things like that. So I think it's very good um, thing that we've met and very positive as well. Um and it has had, you know, the dance world has had a very big, big influence on mm. the space that I'm in now. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And most certainly, like I've done some training in the dance movement therapy world, there is um, <clears throat> a big crossover, particularly in the trauma space. Um, and I think what probably is wouldn't the, the listeners listening back to this may or may not be aware of is that, um, in the dance movement therapy space, there is actually a lot of really cool research um, and great research around um, sexual assault, sexual abuse, and the healing of that 
that can come down the line. So um, I'd encourage anyone listening to this, if something like that has happened to you, you might need to think outside the box to find the right therapist for you. Whilst I'm not a fully trained dance movement therapist, and the same goes with Annalise, but it's if you're able to move your body, not just talk about your problems, that adds another element to a holistic way of potentially healing yourself from trauma and pain. Um, and that's actually even where heart and soul movement almost buttresses up against therapy. And what I was doing with heart and soul movement was I, I, I uncovered after my own trauma and grief that I needed to move my body and do things differently. I trained with a lady by the name of Ganga Karen Ashworth um, and that's all about um, your healing voice. So um, what we hold and store in our throat chakras can actually mean that, and this is kind of why it's really important to talk it out on the one hand, but also we might be holding something in our heart that we haven't released. And there's some really new work um, from a group called HeartMath Institute that almost proves the work I was doing with Heart and Soul Movement like some 10 years ago that I started, um, you just, just combining the fact that our heart beats so fast that it actually has a brain on its own. And so I think we'll be talking to that in this podcast a lot more and in the coming weeks is how our heart actually has a brain and how our heart has its own intuition and muscle and um, capacity to even feel into spaces where you might walk into a room and you can actually feel someone's energy and you know whether or not that person's got your back. You feel that. Um, and uh, a number of things happened to me that, um, and, and some of you, if you've read my book, like um, uh, uh, Rising with Butterfly Courage has just kind of come out, but some of you who might have read my book uh, understand that I've been through my own trauma, but then it's about how did I heal? It's actually was not just talk therapy. It was lots of different things, you know, going to lots of different um, experiences, retreats, workshops, um, training, um, dance movement therapy training, um, you know, releasing it from, from literally from my heart and soul. And so I think that for me is what heart and soul movement's all about. Um, and, you know, I guess I'm wanting to know from you, Annalise, just hearing that, what is your perspective now on being involved with um, this podcast? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, exciting. Um, I just want to go back to something, if I can, Renee, the, yeah. the trauma and, and that type of thing. If anyone who's experienced that, find a dance class, you know, mm-hmm. find a dance class and, and have a go because a lot of... Um, I guess from maybe 12 upwards um, girls and boys that I've taught over the years, a lot of them are are at dance because it's an escape from whatever's going on, you know, Mm -hmm. school life and things like that. Um, That's where their passion comes from and they're happiest on the dance floor. And I think, you know, that attributes to that sort of dance movement um, therapy and, you know, it, it proves to me that there's something in it um, because that's why we do it. You know, mm-hmm. it comes from, so um, there's a lot to be said for that. So back to your question. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's exciting. 
to talk about these things. Um, and if somebody can get something out of, you know, even if it's just one thing out of a podcast, then I think that's important. If there's mm. one, just one takeaway from it that mm. someone's going to take back to their their life. Mm. Um, and I think that's, I think it's important. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, in, you know, when we put something like, you know, heart and soul together, you know, we, we almost feel it on a deeper, deeper level where we are mind, body, spirit or heart and soul and, and mind. Um, some people think the soul is the same thing as the spirit and other people say it's totally different. I can talk to all of these different things if people need me to, or, you know, maybe you might be asking me questions about that. Um, but, but today in particular, I wanted to talk about, I guess, you know, what does it mean to be living your life from your heart? And I actually think that's really essential at the moment when so many people are stuck in their heads. And particularly if we're on our phones or on devices, a lot of people are stuck in their heads, not thinking about what is it that their heart is drawing them towards or what it, what is their heart actually telling them? Because our heart has its own um, based on the research that I've worked with, our heart has its own muscle, but beyond the muscle, it even has its own wisdom. So there's the wisdom of the heart, even around like there's research about grief. So some people who might lose their partner later on in life will often pass on and pass away because they literally die from a broken heart. So um, heart and soul movement is all about making sure that we are paying attention to the signs so we don't have those situations happen to us, but also so that we're remembering that our heart is important just as much as anyone else's is and how do we look after ourselves and not think of it as selfish to look after ourselves. Um, and the same thing goes with our soul because often we have in the uh, spiritual traditions and transpersonal um, traditions um, we talk about soul, but soul purpose and soul um, uh, being in the world. And that usually is related to, you know, the way you create meaning in life. So heart and soul movement is all about meaning with heart um, and then actually bringing people together to re-collaborate or re reconnect to themselves and to each other in, in a deeper, more connected way. So, and that's been the experience I've had at, at the retreats that I've run. And I run very, very deep connecting, reconnecting, uh, re-embodying retreats. Um, and so that's something I thought I'd need to um, mention to everyone. And that's something that I've done for a long time. And I've done it for myself first because I take that seriously. I'm not just going to do something to others that I haven't actually looked at myself. Um, so just kind of wondering, Annalise, for you, what is your take on just the heart and the soul and what that actually means to you? Mm, mm, it's such an interesting question, isn't it? Mm. Um, I think the heart part of it is always considering others' feelings. You know, when we're interacting with people, like, Where's your heart in that? Are you always being kind and considerate? Are you being gentle? Are you being tough when you need to? Um, that's sort of what it embodies for me. Um, 
thinking about other people, you know, that they're just before that heart feeling, right? Um, are you being kind to them? Are you being considerate? Are you speaking well to them? You know, because I think how we treat others is is also fills our heart in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, the soul. I guess the soul part of it is how we how we feel about things. You know, mm. not not people. How we feel about things. Um, how things resonate with us. Um, how we feel about ourselves. Like mm. where where does our soul sit? with a feeling, an idea, a thought, an action even. Um, what, what, who are you in your soul, I guess? Mm. Um, that sort of, yeah, that's how, that's, I guess that's my take on it, how I feel about it. Um, mm. And I think maybe the more thought you put into that, the more ideas you come up with and sort of, but it's a really good question and I don't think, you know, we would normally think about that, but I think maybe for the people listening it's a really good thing to sit back and go, you know, what does that mean to me? Mm. And I'm glad that you're bringing this in because a lot of people, say if, say if you're atheist and, you know, this is, this is a conversation, spiritual or not actually, um, and what's really fascinating is they've been able to prove in particularly the heart Math Institute and people like Joe Dispenza, Dr. Dina Demartini, um, Dr. Emoto. There's a lot of new research, and you might be interested in that. And Lisa, I don't know if you've come across those people, but if you look up those people that I've just mentioned, um, they will talk about the space between, even beyond that, and our interactions both with ourselves and others, and what we put out to the world, we get back almost like from a point of view of even our thoughts that we have about ourselves um, almost have this generating either negatively or positively almost in, back in a circle, back to us. And the Heart Math Institute is fascinating because they've pretty much been able to prove the auric field between us and the other person as well and that it resonates from our heart which is also fascinating. Um, so, so, and, and you, you look at things like um, MRIs, the magnetic uh, resonance imagery that doctors use, that actually taps into our auric field. The reason it's able to do that is it's actually all the resonating energy around our body. And um, so the people who say auras aren't real are actually incorrect now. There's now science backing up uh, the fact that auras actually exist. So, but there's an argument in, within the transpersonal and um, kind of um, spiritual field around, well, if we do have an aura, is that our spirit? Is that our soul? Well, um, you know, most texts would say your spirit is the extension of your body which is the auric field, um, and your soul is almost what makes you you. So that might be something maybe to, to kind of think about for everyone. And I don't know, um, just wondering, Annalise, what your take on this conversation now is. <laughs> yeah. When you were speaking, yeah, I feel like um, almost 
you know, that the soul is part of your passion. You know, mm. where does your passion lie? Is that part of you? And I've can I feel like that can move into your aura because feel people can feel that about people, right? People can mm. feel their passion when they meet them and they're discussing mm. something. So yeah, I feel like that is definitely, you know, it definitely all ties in. And is the soul uh you know, an extension of the passion, right? Because that that's really part of us. And can people feel that, you know, mm. like aura around somebody? Mm. Um, yeah. 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 It, it, so, you know, we've got this, um, you know, auric field or sense around someone, but then you either pick up the the right vibes. We have so many different words in English, but in other languages too about vibe there's someone you know um the right vibe is your tribe there's a lot of that on social media that's for sure and so you know is your tribe vibing with you and what have you but what that's about is are you being accepted by the people around you or not and when we turn our backs on others if this is us towards others the other person actually feels that in their auric field even and the argument with some uh, researchers is even if you don't even say a thing and even if you're not in the same room so people feel the switch in the energetic field that someone has cut off their aura mm. yeah cut off yeah. their kind of connection with you mm. Mm. yeah it's um it's very interesting right um, and is, is it an extension of who you are? Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. And, and I guess this is just another chance for us to kind of um, uh, talk a little bit about therapy doesn't just have to be in a therapy room. And I feel like you and I are huge examples of that. And I, I feel like, and, and I'm quite passionate about this, and I know you know this about me, I'm quite passionate about the fact that people need to heal in the way they need to heal. If it's with a therapist, great. If it's not, if it's dance movement therapy or if it's, um, you know, it might be somatic psychotherapy or it might be coaching or it might be personal development workshops or some kind of coaching retreat or whatever it is there's help and support out there for everyone and I feel like what we're going to be doing and talking about over time in this podcast is exactly what that means because there's something different for everyone and only you know what you need for yourself and that's what Heart and Soul Movement's all about is about helping people help themselves um, with the capacity to even come to us with questions. So I'm, I always encourage questions. People can write to me and I'm going to give my details. Um, uh, so um, you can write to me, Renee at pm.me. Um, you can write to me there or um, heartandsoulmovement.com is the Heart and Soul Movement uh, website or reneemcdonald.com. Um, over to you if you want to share your details if people want to uh, get in touch with you but also just a little bit about maybe um what we would what I was just talking to is you know um what kind of support do you think has been helpful for you to know about for you 
and also for you to assist your clients with yeah yeah so I think um I think for people it has to be almost a combination and it's finding the right combination because everyone's not just a pigeonhole fit right um so my business is evolution counseling studio you hold the key so it's almost you hold the key to where you want to open that door up right which door do you want to open up do you want to open up the red one the blue one the yellow one like which ones do you want to open up let's have a go um so I feel like it's a combination and for myself um you know I've had many different things happen like everyone does in their lives and it's finding that combination and it's finding if something doesn't work try something else and mm. I'm a firm believer of doing what works right when you find mm. what works do more of it yes exactly uh, so whatever, yeah whatever type of therapy um you find useful um whatever type of self-care keeps you motivated and going um do more of it mm. do it do it yeah. Um, so yeah and I'm open to that um with myself um you know being kind to yourself and going okay well that didn't quite go to plan but let's try something else um but also encouraging my clients to do that as well um a lot of my clients don't just do talk therapy they do lots of other things in their life um, that they can enjoy can also be therapy you know painting molding creating um it's just it puts you in that space right um yeah yeah so um yeah if anyone wants to contact me evolution counseling studio at protonmail.com and the website is evolutioncounselingstudio.com.au excellent um thanks Annalise and so we're going to wrap it up um is there anything you wanted to say before we finish today oh I have quest. I have a question for you Renee okay yeah. excellent so in the book which I happen to have here oh aren't you awesome she's an amazing PA thank you Annalise <laughs> yeah, so, yeah that can be downloaded from um Amazon and you can also purchase the hard copy but I wanted yep. to know um with your book what was your driving force to write that to to share those stories where did that drive come from oh very good question you put me on the spot well I thought we were finishing up and we didn't even prepare this question before thank you Annalise <laughs> um so oh um do you know people would be surprised about this I was always planning on writing a book, but I actually got contacted by my publisher. So isn't that amazing? Um, mm. So my driving force was actually my publishing company. So mm. um, just know that if you have a story in yourself and if someone believes you and believes in you, it can go far. It can really can. Um, I was almost living in the imposter kind of syndrome there myself for quite some time and it was actually through LinkedIn that my publisher publishing company they're a US publishing company and all that but they got in touch with me and then I said oh right well I think I can do this 
then I said, I think I'm going to need a lot of support. So it was pretty much weekly support from my um, publishing mentor. Um, so he was amazing and um, I'm still in touch with him. He's become a bit of a friend. He's like, hey, you've got so many stories. <laughs> so how do we narrow it down? How do we narrow it down? And then he's like, well, you've got to focus on your own story rather yeah. than other people's. And privacy also um, doesn't allow me to share my clients' stories. Um, so that's why I've ended up focusing on my own stories. Um, and I basically started sharing some of my stories to my publishing mentor. And he then said to me, um, he chose. And we chose together which stories were going to then be put in the book. Right, yeah. yeah. I think that's what sticks out because they're very real. Um, mm. And, mm. yeah, they're, yeah, they're very real and I love the way that, that you have shared them. Um, mm. So, um, And um, I have to say too for anyone that wants to read it, um, I, I agree with you if you just can't pick up a book and finish it from beginning to end, but this is a great book that you can put down and then pick up once those kids are in bed and, you know, pick it up again because um, that might stop a lot of people from wanting to read a book, right? You know, yeah. you, you've got to pick it up where you left off, but you, you can. You can actually, it's an, it's an easy, <clears throat> easy, delightful read. So, okay. you know, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Um, so, you know, some of the hardest things for me to write about are the probably the punchiest things in the book. Um, it took me ages to write about the loss of my friend. Um, it took me ages to write about um, my near-death experience that you can read about in there. Um, but my publisher said, no, you need to write about that. You need, yeah. you have to write about that. So I was talking about lots of different things and he's like, no we're doing it like <laughs> Renee um scrap the alignment and the stars it's the heart and soul movement kind of alignment and the stars kind of stuff but scrap that you need to tell your real stories about how you've survived the odds mm. yeah and I feel like that is the the part of um heart and soul is the mm. soul of this book is the sharing oh. and the passion yeah mm. yeah 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 and at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who say therapists shouldn't share too much about themselves. Don't make it about them yourself. And I, I, this is for everyone. My therapy sessions, it's all about you. So if you come to see me, it's not about me. But I share so that you know I've been through some things too. And I hope um, you take that from Annalise here too. Because in the past, a therapist would have been a blank slate. And then you wouldn't even know if you could trust the therapist or not with your story. Yeah. And so I think that's where things are different now. You can now pick and choose the therapist based on, oh, yeah, she's going to understand my pain. So that's yeah. something else probably for everybody to think about. Mm. Huge because it's important to people now because people are mm. feeling so isolated um, mm -hmm. and, you know, everyone thinks they're the only one that this has happened to um, and our stories are so similar but yet so different um, and it's not about sharing that with your clients. It's not about putting your stuff on them mm, but it's mm. about going hey this this person gets me this mm. person gets yes yeah. exactly and that's the only reason I share and I've shared the abridged versions of those stories too so yeah. people don't have to worry if they pick it up um 
yeah, it's an abridged version. <laughs> so I haven't like shared all the gory details, but there are some, there, there is some, you know, hashtag uh, tr trigger warning kind of stuff in, in the book. Um, and maybe I can, if I can just ask you, Annalise, because I know you've read it and you like it and you, you were one of the first people to say to me, I'm going, I'm buying that book first up. Like, um, so just kind of wondering what your perspective was before of me and now, now that you've read it and what your thoughts are around what kind of it means for you to kind of read that and have a different viewpoint now. Mm. That's a good question. That's a hard question, Renee. Um, so I, I felt like before I read the book, I knew was getting to know you really, really well. Um, almost the book was, it was almost confirmation <laughs> um, of the passion that you have and the person that you are. Um, yeah. Yeah, mm. it's, I think it's very real, it's very authentic, and I think that's maybe why I love it so much um, mm. because it's out so I can have a little read every now and then <laughs> if I want to. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's very mm. real, it's very authentic. Um, mm. So it's almost what you, what you see is what you get. Yeah, well, that's the aim, and, you know, there's a number of people who have thought of me and said, oh, Renee, you're not very, it, it, some people who said you're not very transparent. There's, there's one thing about, you know, working in business, you can't share everything with everybody about all that kind of stuff. But if people get to know me as a person, and you, you would know this, Annalise, too, is if we're not transparent as people, person to person or authentic, and not just that authentic or, you know, type of coaching kind of thing. It's literally authenticity comes from your heart. Um, and being able to speak who you are to the world. I think this, that's the key to good relationships is being able to speak your truth. And I hope that people who know me and who might be listening to this, if you know me, um, would know that I might say some tough things but it's because I care about people deeply. Yeah. And I think that that your book shows this. I think that, mm -hmm. that you, know, um, you have this, um, this passion in, in your soul, I think, that, that shows us that you care about people. Um, mm -hmm. You care about people, you know, more than anything. Um, and I think that that is important. That's huge. Yeah, and I've some had some ups and downs in business, ups and downs with clients, ups and downs with lots of different things over the years, and you know this, Annalise, <laughs> especially recently. There's been some interesting scenarios, but I guess I've been accused probably at least three or four times, Renee, it's all about the business to you. Can you share? I really want you to share because this is your perspective and be honest, yeah. um, is What's your take when someone says, Renee, you're all about the business? Mm, I think I have a good take on this. So, mm. Renee, you are, you are actually about the business, but you're about the business for people. Mm. Um, you're there for people um, mm. because people care about people and even the scenarios you're, you're talking about, those interesting things that are happening for you, they're happening because you care about people. Mm. Um, so in effect, it's just been a circle um, mm -hmm. for you. 
and yeah those people that um that say that in that narky way mm-hmm. they don't they don't yeah. get that that is you caring about the people um yeah it's it's not in the business sense that they mm-hmm. grasp it's a very yes. different sense yes. yeah. um because you know you build these um ideas you have these thoughts you write this book and it's for the people it's because you mm. care mm. yeah thank you yeah because you know and this is not just so to sell things but it's it's almost to vocalize what the naysayers have been saying because for me everything comes from the sacred place of the heart and like um even in the teachings of Jesus there's the sacred heart right and that I see this as being super important if we don't come from heart first that's the whole point of this podcast as well if we don't come from heart first we can't have a business we can't look after people if we just come from just the money and just the business deliverables, then then there are no people who come to us and then there is no money that comes anyway. If we don't care, why would we do this work in the first place? Yes, that's right. And, and Renee, you are very generous with your time, um, very generous, I, I suppose, with your money as well. Um, it, it, people that are saying that have, have, they've really got the wrong idea it's almost like they can't see through their own fog if if that's what they believe um because I know you and yeah it's all about that passion and the heart the heart definitely comes first and it's in your that passion is in Mm. your soul Mm. good yeah so we've got to finish up and um thank you for sharing that and for saying all those really awesome things about I mean, it's sometimes for all of us can be hard to hear, but I I appreciate the compliments. It's, you know, it's hard to often for all of us to take compliments, but I also want to share with everyone. um, I believe Annalise comes from a very similar place too and um, contact Annalise if she aligns with you or contact me if if, um, you align with me. Either way, um, I think we, we both come from a place of we've got your back. And we've done the work on ourselves as well as for others that um, all we both want, and we've talked about this before, is just to help other people, not to save people, but to help people and to help people help themselves at the end of the day. Yes, yes. And they hold the key. You hold the key, folks. Exactly, exactly. So thanks for that. And we will see you next time. And next time we will have some guests on. So um uh we'll say goodbye for now everyone um and we'll catch you later bye